Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, October 3rd, 526 a.m. Central Time. Mixed trade in the grain markets this morning. December corn futures down one and three quarters at 487. November soybeans down eight and a half at 1268 and a half. December Chicago wheat up a half cent at 565 and a quarter. December Kansas City wheat down two and a quarter at 674 and a quarter. December spring wheat down a quarter at 718 and a half. We had a fresh set of crop estimates out yesterday from a well-followed group. Why don't we start off there? So yesterday, Stone X raised its 2023 corn production estimate to 15.2 billion bushels. Last month, the firm estimated the crop at 15.1 billion bushels. The firm increased its corn yield estimate to 175.5 bushels per acre, up from 175 bushels per acre. The firm is forecasting soybean production to reach 4.174 billion bushels, up from 4.144 billion bushels last month. And Stonex raised its soybean yield estimate to 50.4 bushels per acre, up from its estimate of 50.1 bushels per acre in September. This is a very well-followed group, and this is a survey that uh, everybody has seen by now. Um, so this is a customer survey. They do note here that this is uh, the estimate of USDA's final production number. So they're not trying to predict here what USDA is going to say next week. Uh, they assume normal, or they assume USDA's harvested acres and they assume normal frost dates. Uh, Mackenzie, we've done enough uh, commentary on social media by now. People will absolutely lose their minds if USDA comes out and raises the yields at this point, especially to this extent. There is so much, um, so much anger and frustration regarding the crop estimates this year. Uh, USDA is trying to screw us. USDA is manipulating prices lower. There's no way the yields are that good. Look at the drought that we've had. And and I, you know, some of that you you have to agree with. We did have a drought, but at the same time, we had uh, some timely rains during the month of July. We know that genetics have improved, all that stuff. I don't have any uh, real a strong opinion about which way the crop goes from here. But a lot of people will be very, very upset if this is reality. And this is a, again, a very well-followed survey from a reputable group. Um, everybody looks at this stuff. If USDA does it, there's going to be some uh, unhappy customers out there, I think. So U.S. corn harvest is continuing on. The crop was 23% harvested nationally through Sunday compared to 21% on average. States that have harvested 50% of the crop or more include Texas, Kansas, Tennessee, and North Carolina. The crop is 82% mature nationally compared to 75% on average. Corn conditions were unchanged at 53%, good to excellent nationally. Moving along with no major issue. It's been pretty dry. There's some rains up north this morning. We'll get to that in a second. What about soybeans? Uh, so the crop is 23% harvested nationally through Sunday <clears throat> compared to 22% on average. States that have harvested 40% of the crop or more include Louisiana, Mississippi, and Arkansas. Soybean conditions improved to 52% good to excellent nationally from 50% last week. That uh, improvement in ratings is kind of odd, I guess. Um, I don't think anybody is real that really that interested in crop ratings this time of year. Uh, no surprise that the uh, Delta states are leading the way. So again, things moving along as normal there. 
U.S. winter wheat planting is ongoing. The crop was 40% planted nationally through Sunday compared to 43% on average. Most SRW states in the Midwest have planted less than 15% of the crop, while areas further west are much further ahead. USDA estimates that the crop is 15% emerged versus 16% on average. Still got a lot of dry areas um, out west and in the southern plains. The market is not concerned about this stuff at all. Um, at some point here during the next couple of weeks, we'll see winter wheat ratings, and then they'll run, I think, through up till or through November, and uh, then they pause until April. So we'll start to get a feel for uh, what's out there. But the market, generally speaking, does not get too worked up about winter wheat conditions uh, this time of year. That's more of a, of a late winter type slash early spring type deal. So if you guys are not already subscribed to our premium content, you need to check it out. Uh, every week we put together this social media circus where we comb through some of the best social media comments out there and basically just analyze them. And uh, yeah, you go ahead, Joe. Best and worst and most interesting. Yeah. Uh, we covered a lot of ground yesterday. I mean, a lot of the stuff that's come in recently goes back to what I mentioned about the the uh, Stonex survey. Is is peep, A lot of the comments are... Um, out of frustration. People are are mad at USDA. They think USDA, how many people were manipulating the markets in yesterday's video? We had comments about USDA manipulating the markets. Uh, the Board of Trade is manipulating the markets. I think somebody else was manipulating the markets too. So yeah. there's a lot of that. And the, and the frustration comes out of, of prices. Where are the prices? Corn prices are below the cost of production. Uh, wheat prices are, are not good. They've fallen uh, by 50%. I mean, it's it's just kind of been a bad deal. We had a lot of other stuff too. There's a lot of talk about uh, the Ukraine situation yesterday. We had some comments about uh, forward marketing and budgeting as it relates to farming, which were totally off base in my opinion. And we talked about that. There were some really good comments too that I, I totally agreed with. Um, if you guys want to see the premium stuff, you want to see that video and uh, this morning's email, I'll uh, send you over a copy of this morning's email if you sign up this morning. It includes the six most recent premium videos. This is a $50 per month subscription. You can cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. Just a ton of info direct from us, guys. Our morning email goes out at 5 a.m. Central Time every single business day. Early morning rains are falling across parts of North Dakota and South Dakota. U.S. row crop harvest has been largely uninterrupted to this point amid mostly dry weather. Aside from some accumulation in North Dakota and Minnesota this week, the forecast is mostly dry. Harvest should continue without any major issues. River levels, however, are likely to remain low. The Mississippi River at Memphis is 9.7 feet below normal this morning. Projections indicate that levels could again hit record lows by next week. Yeah, so the lack of rain, I mean, is going to allow harvest to continue um, maybe ahead of schedule in, in some instances. But this river situation is not good and it's absolutely hurting export prospects it's hurting basis it's uh resulting in more carry in the corn and soybean markets which uh could be a good thing depending on your situation but um all in all this is a bad deal and we really need to see some improvement on the river and it just it, it doesn't appear as if there's anything in sight usda reported a flash sale of u.s corn and soybeans on monday U.S. exporters sold 8 million bushels of corn to Mexico for delivery during the current marketing year. U.S. exporters also sold 5 million bushels of soybeans to China for delivery during the current marketing year.
So this is routine business to routine buyers. This is nothing that's going to move the needle in the eyes of the trade. Um, you're talking pretty small amounts here. As it re, um, If you take a look at the book of sales, soybean sales are still off, uh, accumulated 34% versus last year. I think China accounts for like three quarters of that lag. So we've got a, a problem there. Corn sales are running just slightly behind where they were last year. The problem is that USDA is projecting this big year-over-year -year increase, which uh, never say never, but seems very, very unlikely at this point. I know, know things can change very quickly, but um, the demand on the export front has been uh, just kind of minimal and, and lackluster. It's just not where it needs to be, and that's one of our big problems right now uh, in regard to price action. According to Ag Rural, Brazil's soybean crop was 5.2% planted as of last Thursday. This season's crop is being planted at the fastest pace on record. At the same time last year, 3.8% of the crop had been planted. Brazil is forecast to produce a record 164 million tons of soybeans this season. Ag Rural also reported that 32% of Brazil's first 23-24 corn crop had been planted. Uh, things look good in Brazil for the most part. There's no reason to believe that these record uh, crop estimates uh, can't be achieved. They've got some rain and they need rain during planting because it's so dry during the dry season. So they're, they're catching the rains for the most part. Um, they're going to get some what I would probably call excessive rains in southern Brazil. And those two uh, or, or three far southern states in Brazil, that's like 30 percent of the crop. So I, it's nothing to be concerned about right now. Um, and if anything, the rain is, is overall needed. If it was really dry in Brazil, that would be a problem and it would result in planting delays so for the moment things look good if there is an issue uh, as it relates to south america it's probably argentina where there's still a drought and they're still uh way too dry there's time to recover but it, it doesn't look that great so we're going to be talking a lot more about south american weather and crop prospects here as the weeks go on U.S. corn shipments declined last week. USDA reported that 24 million bushels of corn were inspected for export during the week ending September 28th. The print was down 12% on the week and down 8.4% compared to the same week last year. Soybean shipments were reported at 24 million bushels, an increase of 31% on the week and up 8.9% versus the same week last year. Wheat shipments were soft on the week at 397,595 metric tons, a decline of 18% on the week and down 40% compared to the same week last year. This should be uh, soybean shipping season uh, right around first, second week of October is when we typically uh, start seeing shipments increase. And uh, we'll see what happens here the next few weeks. You know, as, as they always say, you can't ship what you haven't sold. And the book of sales is just not where it needs to be. So you're going to absolutely see an uptick in soybean shipments, but it may be kind of muted versus prior years or, or prior seasonals just because of uh uh, the river issues and the lack of of sales that we have on the books. Cattle uh, kind of recovering yesterday. Yeah, they had a positive day. Uh, feeder cattle futures closed an average of a dollar five, a dollar and five cents higher. Uh, live cattle futures closed an average of fifty five cents higher. Box beef also had a positive day. Choice ended the day at three hundred and three dollars and eight cents. That was up two dollars and thirty cents. Select ended the day at two seventy six ninety eight. That was up ninety four cents. Outside markets this morning, guys, U.S. dollar is up a little bit. Stocks are marginally higher. Uh, bonds are mixed. Crude oil has backed off a little bit. We're down 50 cents in the October WTI this morning, 88.34 last trade. Have a great day, guys. We'll talk to you Wednesday.